Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I am your host, David Castle, coming at you on this, the 25th of August, 2020. I hope everybody is doing well out there, staying sane in these crazy times that we are living through and trying to enjoy life as much as possible because no matter what's happening, it's still important that you enjoy life. Now, you should try to gain an understanding of what's happening if you are ready for that type of knowledge. Not all people are. And that's kind of what I try to do with these talks is help you to gain an understanding of the control system that we are embedded in and that we have grown up with throughout our whole lives and will more than likely have to keep dealing with for the foreseeable future unless people wake up and there's some mass uprising and not a controlled uprising like we are seeing right now, but an actual organic good one. I don't know. I don't know if that's ever happened. Um, crazy things are going on right now. Of course, the big news right now is another person has been shot by the police. I forget his name. I think it was a Mr. Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And there's rioting and protesting, businesses being burned down, and people are very upset. And unfortunately, I think we're going to keep seeing events like this transpire for the foreseeable future. I don't know. It's just going to keep fucking happening, man. The cops shoot people. They suck. Uh, They don't all suck. They don't all shoot everyone, but it does happen from time to time, and... Usually it's filmed on someone's cell phone for some reason because everybody is filming everything right now. And then overnight, we have these massive demonstrations. And uh, I don't know, man. We've got to pray for the best for these these types of things. In addition to that, of course, we're still deep into the six-month-long, three-week lockdown that we were plunged into here in America in March. Other countries, it started earlier than that, like China, I think it was more in January, where they tested out if they could lock down entire cities of millions of people or entire countries, like what happened here. A country of 350 million people uh, was told to just obey, listen to the Center for Disease Control, listen to Bill Gates, listen to the World Health Organization, do exactly as they say. At first they said, no, you shouldn't be wearing any masks. They don't do anything. We have to reserve them for our health care providers. And now it's mandatory masks. Everybody has to wear them. And that was Dr. Anthony Fauci who originally came out with that and then went back on his words. <clears throat> Apparently he was just lying to us at the beginning because he wanted to keep the masks for the healthcare providers. But what is actually happening here? The masks are just a test of compliance. They are conditioning us to accept whatever the medical authorities tell us, uh, accept it as gospel, and blindly go along with it because they are grooming us to accept the vaccine. By Mr. Bill Gates. And that's a Mr. Bill Gates, not a Dr. Bill Gates. He's not an epic epidemiologist. He's not a doctor of any kind. He's just a billionaire asshole puppet, in my opinion, uh, whose dad was a vowed eugenicist, and he's a eugenicist as well, which means he wants to kill you. It means that he is more deserving of life than you are. That is the whole eugenicist ideology. 
Now, how we got to where we are today, we wouldn't be where we are at today without a thorough indoctrination from the time we were very, very small children. That's why they have to get us into public schooling so early, is to brainwash us into this system, to make us into obedient workers who are incapable of critical thought. This is incredibly important to everything that is going on right now. And it is documented, the people who did it, how they did it, why they did it, um, the the ideologies that they utilized, and the, the methods of thought and all that shit. It's behavioral psychology. It happened in the late 1800s is when this, this method of thought came about. And uh, it came from a place called Leipzig, Germany. Maybe that was in Prussia. Somewhere over there in Europe, you had a bunch of psychologists studying the human mind, the way it works, and how to control people. And they came up with this idea called behavioral psychology. And what they did is they implemented that in the American school system. Uh, It was bankrolled by John D. Rockefeller and... The purpose of that was so he could create not a nation of critical thinkers, people who question things and are actually smart, but instead a nation of obedient workers because he knew that he would make a lot more money if everyone was just an obedient slave who just worked for him and made him a bunch of money, you know, because he wanted to take over the whole world and he was part of this cabal that had that as the ultimate goal and they're still in control today in some way, shape, or form. They pass shit down through the centuries, through foundations and nonprofit organizations. That's how they get their um, agenda to go throughout the decades. So even when somebody dies, like when Rockefeller dies, he hands over the reins to somebody else and they continue the agenda. So that's where we are right now. Uh, There's a very good book written about that called The Leipzig Connection, where they explain how behavioral psychology was utilized to control everybody's minds. It's very important that they did that. Now, meanwhile, while they were doing that, they were also working very hard to destroy religion because religion is the last, it's like the last vestige of resistance against a totalitarian government, against tyranny, because people have some sense of self-worth and some sense of purpose when they're you know, love when they feel like they're loved by God or whatever. And it doesn't really matter what religion, um, pretty much they all have similar principles. Uh, but when you have a greater sense of purpose, you will be resistant to a totalitarian government when, when some tyrannical motherfucker tries to infringe against your rights, you're going to resist against that. And along with religion comes a strong family unit. It comes with morals and values and, it, it comes with a strong community because when you have a strong family, in turn, you have a strong community and, you know, strong cities. You have people who are involved in the stuff that's going on locally. And, you know, it, it like moves to a national level with that, too. People have more say in their community. If everybody is just individualistic and, you know, only care about themselves and they're not involved with, with their community or even with their own family members, then people are more easy to control because they're fragmented. They're strewn about and uh, easier to control. So simultaneously with the indoctrination through public schooling and through Hollywood, 
through fucking all kinds of different shit. Mind control is, it's pervasive. It's everywhere. So along with that, there there was an organized movement to destroy religion. Now, religion has many of its own faults, responsible for a lot of death and destruction throughout the years, without a doubt. Of course it was, and it's been used to control people as well. But there is a natural urge and tendency and, and just a connection to something more more than just the physical material reality that is just uh it's natural in human beings it's just there it always has been and it always will be maybe i don't know maybe they can fucking create a vaccine to get rid of that shit i'm sure they're working on that in fact actually i watched a video on that it was some guy giving a talk at, i think it was darpa talking about how he can i don't know if they wanted to spray it from the sky or actually injected into people. I think it was some sort of aerial spraying, some chemtrail-like thing where they could spray out this chemical and it would make terrorists not want to be terrorists anymore. It'll make them like not believe in God. So they're working on it. And maybe they perfected it. I don't know. Slip it in the water or something. So yeah, you do have a, a faction of people out there who are working hard to destroy religion. And if you look around today... Uh, there, there's not much of it going on anymore, unless you go to Utah, there's a lot of Mormons, but those guys are insane, did you know the Mormons are worth $100 billion, they take all the tithes that they give, that the followers of their church give them, because they have to give them 10% of uh, whatever they make, I think that say, it says that in the Bible, so and a lot of these guys are lawyers and bankers, and you know, they're successful people who make a lot of money, and then the church turns around, the Mormon church, and then they reinvest it, and they've made like $100 billion. Some people estimate their true net worth to be over $200 billion. That's a lot of fucking money. So what's going on with the Mormons? I don't know, but I don't trust those guys. It's some weird shit. Fucking Joseph Smith, man, found a bunch of golden tablets that he wouldn't let anyone look at. He's banging everyone's wife. I don't know. Seems a little suspicious. But regardless of that, in addition to that, you got people trying to rewrite history. They're they're covering up evidence of the Giants. We know that. And not the San Francisco Giants. I'm talking the red-haired Giants out in Lovelock, Nevada. Motherfuckers found in caves. There's giant sandals. Big-ass sandals. Sandals as big as a human being. Maybe not that big, but like, you know, twice the size of anybody else's, you know, any normal sandal. Bigger than Shaq's sandal, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, they found they found skeletons like this all over the world, but then the Smithsonian comes in, they dispose of all of the evidence, and they erase it from history because it doesn't go along with the traditional evolution narrative, which is pretty vital to disproving, you know, the traditional religious fucking shit. Uh, they use evolution as an excuse to do away with all that. So if you got some giants, some Nephilim, well then, things don't exactly jive with each other. So those red-haired giants, man, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the day where I could stumble upon one of those, like a big sandal sticking out of the sand, I'd trip over it, and then start doing some excavation, find a big giant. I don't know, start selling tickets for it. So people come look at, can come look at it. I don't know. I believe in the Giants, though. We'll see. Now, in addition to that, you have another form of indoctrination, which is an indoctrination of the subconscious. Now, this is 
an incredibly effective way of doing shit. And that's what TV is used for. They used fictional stories to mold the way that people think. And the reason they do it like this is because when you're watching television or even a play, thousands of years ago they used plays for this, uh, when you're watching a show, a movie, TV show, whatever, your guard is down. You're not actively like thinking about what's happening. You're just consuming the knowledge and you're not criticizing it at all. You're not trying to figure it out. You're just being entertained. So your guard is down and it's directly affecting your subconscious and it's actually programming. And that's why TV is called TV programming. Uh, They use little fun jargon like that to, um, I don't know, make fun of you, I guess, to make fun of everyone, to kind of rub it in your face. Same reason why they did 9-11 on 9-1-1. 9-1-1 means emergency. The same reason right after Osama bin Laden became the most hated, villainous person in the entire world, right after Osama, we had Obama as president. Like, come on, man, you really think this is just coincidence? Those are two uncommon-ass names, first of all. And then just right after one of another, all of a sudden, after Osama's the worst guy ever, and then we have Obama as president, it's just kind of of makes you raise an eyebrow, kind of feels like someone's playing a joke on us, which they do that. They're fun, they're funny guys, funny motherfuckers. And I think the people really doing are behind the scenes and will never learn their real names, but they do uh, set out these political puppets for us, these billionaire entrepreneurs, uh, Bill Gates, Elon Musk type figures. Jeff Bezos, Zuckerberg, uh, to play the role of the guy you get to throw tomatoes at and and be mad at when meanwhile there are people behind the scenes who are really pulling the strings and doing shit. But that's pretty convenient for them too, you know, because when you say that you just sound like an idiot. You're like, okay, whatever, well, doesn't even make sense. (laughs) I don't fucking know. But yeah, they use... Hollywood, Hollywood is totally used to mind control everybody. And they use symbolism, the Illuminati symbolism. Certain colors uh, have an effect on the way you feel. That's why if you paint your room blood red, you're probably going to fucking go nuts. I don't know. But it's true. Certain colors are soothing. Certain colors make you get irritated. Um, Different symbols have have different meanings. That's what uh, Carl Jung was all about. When he came up with the idea of the archetypes and through his dream analysis, he realized that certain symbols in your dreams seem to be prevalent throughout history for thousands of years since the dawn of man, since we first started writing things down and creating mythologies and things like that. Um, We've always used these same types of symbols, even if, you know, someone had never read the Epic of Gilgamesh or some shit, they'll still have, they'll have a dream where they'll have like the same symbolic shit as in that story. So that's when he came up with the idea of the collective unconscious where like everything that's ever been thought and every experience that has ever been had still exists somewhere in the realm of thought, in the realm of mind or God or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. A lot of religions have that same type of idea too. Um, That's where Edgar Cayce said that he got all of his knowledge from was through the Akashic Records, which seemed to be 
very similar to the collective unconscious that Carl Jung talked about. So there's definitely a lot more going on than just this physical material reality. That's why you have people that are psychic and and can do all kinds of crazy shit with that. So who knows what's really going on? But Hollywood, the producers, the directors, the people making the movies and deciding what gets made, they have a social agenda at play that they're trying to do. And you could see it with what they make movies about. Like, go back to the 50s and think about the movies that they had back then. It was usually like a strong male lead, a Clark Gable-type motherfucker, John Wayne, who'd roll into town. There'd be some dudes being assholes, and then he would kill them all, save the girl, and ride off into the sunset. And he was a hero. And that was how America was perceived at the time. We're coming fresh off of World War II, went in there, fucked up a bunch of Nazis, and we're on top of the world. All of a sudden, we're a world power. Before then, we never were. And now we're just kind of, you know, badass. So it, it went along with the times. And then you go into the 60s, and music goes along with this as well. You have the sexual revolution, the hippie movement, where the traditional family values and the ideas of what's normal as far as sex and shit like that. We're being flipped upside down. Everything's different. You you got Woodstock, you got the Beatles, you got all kinds of shit like that. And it was all it was all planned out ahead of time because they're trying to change society. And you can go into institutes like like the Tavistock Institute. They were instrumental in creating bands like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Doors. I think. Maybe I'm tripping, though. I I know the Beatles, or at least one of them. But they're like, you got people behind the scenes that are pulling the strings and and creating these types of movements, which is pretty interesting. And uh, after that, you know, you got the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Fast forward to the fucking 2000s. It's nothing like the 50s. And the reason why is because they've been using fiction, movies, music, all this stuff to change society. And it's so it's such an important element to changing everything. Like, have you ever had someone that you were friends with, somebody that you knew, who started listening to like a different genre of music, hanging out with a different group of people, and then they just totally fucking change? Like everything about them just changes. And you hardly recognize the person anymore. They start talking differently. They start doing different activities, like fucking drugs, whatever, selling drugs. And they're all about it, though, because they're listening to the music that reinforces that and, you know, makes them feel cool and shit. That's just, that's what music does. You you mimic what you hear in music or what you see in TV. And I've seen this with, you know, multiple people that I grew up with who start getting really into, like, a certain lifestyle, um where there's music that's accompanying that and it totally changes them and usually it leads them down a shitty fucking path. It's like they don't start listening to some gospel records. It's always some, you know, I'm not going to name any artists. I don't got nothing against the artists, but um, yeah, dude, doing heroin and shit, start stealing shit, acting like a piece of shit and it'll either lead you up to being dead or in jail. And I've seen that happen to a lot of people. And I was thinking that about that the other day. How many people I've seen either die or go to jail or prison or just become addicted to drugs 
It, usually it's all three. Well, not all three. But the drugs are definitely a common denominator. And then it's either you die or you go to prison. You get back out of prison. Hopefully you're good. But most of the time they get back on drugs. And then they die. And I've seen that happen to dozens of people just in my little town, man. All these people who I grew up with and went to the skate park with and shit. Uh, fuck, dude. I know multiple people who have committed suicide Multiple people who have just overdosed on drugs <clears throat> went to are in prison right now, either for like killing someone, robbing someone, whatever drug shit, selling drugs, and then yeah, a bunch of people who have just committed suicide, which go along with that too. If, when you're a drug addict or whatever, you don't feel like you're going anywhere in life, and then you kill yourself, and it's really sad. And. Uh, Man, it's just fucking everywhere right now. And I feel like our society, our culture, a lot of the music and shit reinforces that and makes it seem like it's cool to like live this gangster lifestyle where, you know, you're fucking selling drugs and like all about getting fucked up all the time. You have no other goals, nothing else going on. And then it just leads you nowhere, dude. The only people who get rich off of that shit are the people who are really moving in moving the drugs and shit like the CIA or the big pharmaceutical companies they're the only ones getting rich off of this like popping pill rap and all that shit and uh the private prison systems which are in bed with the fucking music companies with with the higher ups at the record labels who are sign, signing all these dumbass kids who are making music about nothing and uh you know giving them millions of dollars to just act like douchebags and fucking fuck up our youth <clears throat> and I don't want to sound like a fucking prude here, you know, like I'm afraid of music or whatever, but this is, there really is that connection that you should think about. And yeah, uh, they're all fucking in on it. And then you could see it right now, even with what they're trying to do with professional sports, like with basketball. They, they don't even got fucking names on their jerseys anymore. It's like slogans like love or equality or justice. It's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about, man? Like, how could you just, how could they get bought out by this organization? And the the NBA, they're all owned by China. LeBron James, fucking owned by China, owned by Nike, owned by China. They all have more slaves than anyone. It's just so ironic. It's so fucking ridiculous that, that we actually, or that so many people are like buying this shit and they still watch this, they still support it. And, uh, they don't realize how they're being brainwashed into whatever the fuck they want to do. <clears throat> and how ironic it is that you have an organization which is completely owned by Nike, one of the most powerful organizations in the whole world, uh, who uses Chinese slave labor to create all their products. And I always revert back to the old adage that all of Nike's workers in Malaysia combined don't make as much money as Michael Jordan makes in one year. Now, how is that fair? Because Michael Jordan wouldn't be making no money unless he had them little slaves making his Jordans for him and shit. But does anyone criticize Michael Jordan? No. Does anyone criticize fucking Kobe Bryant? No. Yeah, They're untouchable. Same with LeBron James. Although LeBron James is being such a fucking douchebag lately. He comes out and does like a... He does like a speech or whatever, you know, at his post-game fucking interview where he just drops gems of wisdom on everyone and he does it the other day, like, with a Malcolm X book. <laughs> and, then, and then, 
he's just holding it like, why the fuck you got this book, bro? Like the autobiography of Malcolm X. You're going to read it while these people are asking you questions. And it's totally a prop. It's totally a fucking, he was told to do it for some reason for the Black Lives Matter shit. And um, somebody asked him like, so what have you learned so far from that book you're holding? And then he just goes on with this explanation. You could totally tell he's never read a page out of this fucking book. And it's just hilarious, though. It's like people are really buying this stuff, and they really look up to these types of people. Uh, I don't think most people – I think a lot of people find it insulting to think that this guy is is their representative. And I'm talking about blacks. Um, They kind of are like, fuck this guy, you know, like this rich-ass dude worth hundreds of millions of dollars – coming up here talking about how we're so oppressed and he's afraid to, like, walk out of his house or something. It's like, come on, man, shut the fuck up. Not to say that there isn't injustice taking place in this world, but I don't think that LeBron James is in any position to be the voice of that injustice. He's no Malcolm X. He's no Martin Luther King. He's a fucking douchebag. But that's what they create out of Hollywood is a bunch of douchebags to follow. And that's why... They're called stars because throughout history, ancient history, when you're navigating the fucking high seas and your Google Maps isn't working because it's 5,000 years ago, you used to have to look at the stars to guide you. You would look at Polaris, the North Star, and and you would guide yourself by the stars. So we follow the stars, and in Hollywood, they create stars. Stars are created, first of all. It has nothing to do with your talent Maybe a little bit of talent, but it's more of the marketing mechanism behind you uh, that is actually creating you and and making you become a big star. That's what it is, and there's a star-making machinery that's at play here that can make anyone into a star. Any average douchebag can become a fucking star with enough money behind you. Now, that's what they do in Hollywood. They give you these types of people to follow and idolize and, and... you're supposed to see them as gods or whatever. And it's pretty nuts. And with that, you have Hollywood. And back in the day when there was sorcerers and magicians and stuff, they used the wood of the holly tree for their wand. So, you know, like Harry Potter, he does some shit with his wand. Lingardia Leviosa. And then this shit levitates, the fucking feather. I know you remember that. Well, that was the wood of the holly tree. Hollywood, and they make stars. So, you know, little little fun things with spelling like that and words. Spelling, you're casting a spell on someone. It's how they do shit, man. And then there's also, take this for example, www, World Wide Web. The internet is like a big web. It's a net that's catching everybody in it. It's, it's getting all of our data. Everyone's consumed by this fucking web that they control us all with. That's that's a they named it that for a reason. WWW equals 666 in Gematria. It's a it's another form of encoding uh numbers into words cuz they're very into numbers. People were into Kabbalah and stuff. It's some far out weird shit, but these are the people who who control shit and make shit happen like that. The internet was created by DARPA way before they ever unveiled anything to us and then all of a sudden they give us our personal computers, our PC uh, you know, because it's all about you. We're just trying to help you. But it was never about that at all. It was about getting everybody onto this new system of the internet and having everyone's data. 
and being able to talk to everyone instantaneously and everyone being connected so everyone could, could be controlled. Could be controlled. Damn, I fucked that up. <laughs> but yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. It's a big club and you ain't in it. So you got to look through. You got to read between the lines here. And the indoctrination of the subconscious through symbolism and through Hollywood movies is something that has been happening for a long time. Which is why you got to turn the fucking TV off. Quit watching the news, man. Uh, Even the movies and TV shows, it's all used to manipulate you and control your mind. And it's, it's pretty incredible, actually, when you think about it, how successful they are with it. And how people really do idolize just idiots. Like, people who... Don't even, they're not even really talented anymore. Uh, they might be kind of good looking, but mostly they're just kind of like grotesque and and uh slutty and kind of lame. <laughs> I don't know, I ain't hating though, it is what it is. But the classic example of that is like the song that just came out, the wet ass pussy song by Cardi B. Man, chicks love that shit, it's hilarious. It's kind of scary, actually. (laughs) Like, dude, what if I have a daughter soon? Like, what is she going to be listening to? If in 2020, the biggest song to ever come out is about wet-ass pussy, which is cool. Who doesn't like that, right? But, you know, eh, I don't know if I want to have my daughter singing wet-ass pussy songs in, like, 2050. What's what's shit going to be like then? Actually, no, I'll be pretty old by then. Anyways, it's kind of concerning. And you're thinking about it, you're like, damn, I got some fucked up songs too, though, so I ain't hating. I ain't hating on Cardi B. She cool. Nah, she's a fucking idiot. But more power to you. Now, in addition to all that, you got you got the Hollywood stuff. You know, they're trying to control us through the media, through fucking, what else we got going on there? Hollywood, the media, you got sports, you got music it's all a coordinated effort to control the population and manipulate the way we think about things and and guide us to where they want us to go as a society you know in addition to that you have these these massive rituals that take place where they kill a shitload of people or maybe sometimes it's just one person for example the assassination of John F Kennedy that was like a massive ritual that was meant to impact the public consciousness and just fuck everything up. It kind of flipped everything upside down. You have this guy up there who's incredibly charismatic, handsome looking dude. People loved him. They fucking loved him. And then one day he just gets shot right on TV for everybody to see in a big parade. They make a huge example of it. He just gets his fucking head blown off. And that had a huge effect on the country. Now after that, everything kind of got fucked, you know? Now, in addition to that, you had the Manson killings. You had Charles Manson's followers go kill Sharon Tate. Fucking stab her a million times, kill her unborn baby. This satanic cult that had ties with the CIA. I think the people who killed John F. Kennedy had ties with the CIA. I know the people who killed Bobby Kennedy had ties with the CIA. You had Sirhan Sirhan who actually his lawyer lives here in Carson City, and uh, they tr- can prove that this guy was mind control when he did that stuff. And when you look into these types of assassinations, these really, really big famous ones, 
you'll find that that's kind of a common thread that they have between them is, you know, they're either in some branch of the military where they had some weird experiments done on them or they had ties with some CIA people. That's like same with the Jim Jones massacre down in South America where this guy had the cult and he fucking killed all those people and they drank the Kool-Aid or whatever. Well, a lot of those people were actually shot or stabbed with something with a needle with had some sort of concoction in it that fucking killed everyone. But they don't talk about that. It's always just some lone nut doing some weird shit. But I think in reality, a lot of these things are are big rituals that are meant to impact the public consciousness and just fuck with us and get us all scared and, I don't know, lower our vibration. Same with the Oklahoma City bombing, which they tried to blame on a fertilizer bomb, which I don't necessarily believe that either. Uh, I think that might have been something else. I don't think it was just Tim McVeigh. That guy had a lot of connections that seem very nefarious as well. And, of course, the most famous one, 9-11, you know, the big emergency number, 911, call 911 if you need the cops, if you need the emergency. Well, did we ever have a bigger emergency than that when they blew up those gigantic towers in Manhattan? <sighs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. And there was actually seven World Trade Center buildings that were blown up that day, not just one or two. There was uh, the whole complex. There was seven buildings and it's amazing, you know, you had all of this mass, all of this weight. In fact, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It's in, it's in my room here. It's an old skyline of New York. And you had these buildings fall down. It's 110 stories, I believe. So you had all of this weight falling down, and then it didn't really have the much of a seismic impact. It didn't create the earthquake that it should have created. And it didn't damage the bathtub in Manhattan. Now, what the bathtub is, is it's this bowl of, it's like this concrete bowl that keeps the Hudson River and the Bay out of, from flooding Manhattan. Now, if all of that weight fell down, it should have flooded lower Manhattan because it would have created a hole in that bathtub. All of the water would have fucking rushed through it and the whole shit would have been flooded because a bunch of weight falling down to the ground makes shit break. I don't know how else to explain it. And it will also it would also cause an earthquake. And um that's what Judy Wood wrote about in her book, Where Did the Towers Go? She explains how most of that material didn't even hit the ground. It just got turned into dust in midair, which she calls dustification. And she blames it on directed energy weapons, some sort of weaponized free energy technology that goes back to Nikola Tesla. And it's a fascinating book. I mean, it's in my opinion, it's the most important book that could be read right now. Because before the COVID-19 shit, 9-11 was the biggest event ever. I mean, they used that as justification to invade the Middle East once again, even though they already did that uh, with the Gulf Wars with George Bush Sr. Then we got a son in there who won by decision, you know, like super close race between him and Al Gore. And then, of course, Al Gore went on to do all the climate change shit, which is a bunch of bullshit as well. So it's just all a big club, and you're not fucking in it, man. They're, it's just like, it's amazing to me how people can still believe in this thing called politics and believe there's a difference between Donald Trump or Joe Biden or there was a difference between George Bush and Barack Obama. They're all the same, man. They're all in on this shit, and you don't even get up to that position without being groomed to do that your whole entire life and having like a few Simpsons episodes made about you, 
that you're going to do it and shit. Like, that's really how they do shit. The predictive programming in movies and TV shows is so blatant and so evident that for you to think it's a coincidence kind of means that you're an idiot, in my opinion. But what do I know? I'm just fucking a nuts person. (sighs) Now, ritual sacrifice, killing people to fucking control the public or whatever, that's not a new thing. That goes back, the Mayans did that. Have you ever seen Apocalypto? Mel Mel Gibson made that shit with all the, it's supposed to take place in the Yucatan Peninsula in like 1502, right right as the Spaniards are doing their conquests around that region. And then this dude living in the jungle gets kidnapped and, you know, forced into slavery where they're doing this ritual sacrifice of them and then they cut the motherfucker's head off. They decapitate them, roll it down the stairs, cut their chest open, rip their beating heart out, and like, you know, there's like a million people all watching them. They're all freaking out and fucking stoked about it. And then as that happens, there is a solar eclipse because the Mayans had knowledge of the stars, the priesthood. That's what they did is they studied the stars and how they work. And so they would synchronize these ritualistic murders with the solar eclipse so they would make it seem like their leader was making the fucking sun black out because people would freak out then nobody knew about that shit they didn't know what a solar eclipse was they just knew that the sun disappeared so they'd be like holy shit our king is hella powerful this guy's badass he just fucking made the sun block out i think the way they did it was he, he was more of an intermediary between the gods and that they needed to sacrifice people to satisfy the gods. But it was just a control mechanism. They they knew it was bullshit. And they really did that. That's a fact. Now, to think that they wouldn't utilize similar tactics today, I don't know. I mean, they are. <laughs> They're doing that. It's just in different ways. It's updated. It's not everybody standing around the pyramid and watching some guy get his fucking heart ripped out. It's everybody watching John F. Kennedy get his brains blown out or everybody watching the World Trade Center turn into fucking dust and people jumping out of the windows and splattering all over the ground in like real time or the Sandy Hook shooting or the Las Vegas shooting or the Oklahoma City bombing or, you know, any of that shit. The bombing that just happened in Beirut. You know, I'm not saying all of these were specifically for that purpose, um, but I can't rule out that possibility just given history and, and how that shit works. Now, in addition to that, everything that's happening right now with the Save the Children movement, how there's these this pedophilia ring, the Epstein pedophilia ring, which Donald Trump was involved in, Hillary Clinton was involved in, Bill Clinton was involved in it, you know, big celebrities fucking, supposedly Eminem went to fucking Epstein's Island. Chris Tucker took a trip with him and, like, Obama. Or, no, maybe it was Bill Clinton. I don't know, these motherfuckers went to Africa together, fucking... No, not Bill Clinton. It was Bill Gates, Chris Tucker, and Epstein. Like, what a weird combo. The fuck is Chris Tucker doing there? I could see Bill Gates, but, like, Chris Tucker? Fucking Friday? Fucking rush hour, dude? What the fuck, man? I don't know. These people are into some weird shit. Maybe they maybe they just did very um, harmless stuff, but I doubt it. But a lot of our favorite celebrities... Um, big politicians and, and all these people, they all hung out with this Epstein dude who was a convicted sex trafficker who 
banged underage girls and and sold them and and had people have sex with them that he recorded it and used it as blackmail and that's the way they really control people that's the way they do it man they they'll bring you into an island you know onto Epstein's island or whatever i'm i'm sure there's many he's just the face of this but there's other people too who do it and are probably more you know, powerful than him. He's working for somebody as well. But they bring you in and they say, hey, fucking, you want a massage? Check this chick out. And then it'll be some underage chick. Maybe she's 13, 14. Maybe she looks older than she is. And then they end up having sex or whatever. And then it's all being recorded. And then they tell them later, look, dude, we have this video of you banging this little girl or little boy or whatever. And if you don't do what we say, then we're going to expose you and you're fucked. And it's the same way that they did it with the Skull and Bones thing. Skull and Bones is the big secret society that comes out of Yale University. And through the ritual that they have there, the, you have to lay in a coffin, like naked, like while you're beating off or some shit. And then you have to tell all your deepest, darkest secrets while all your brethren are there. So everybody knows all this shit about you. And it's this weird bonding experience. And uh, that's why they're so fucking close with each other. And they will always be, you know, like, in allegiance with one another. Because they're doing some weird shit and they know everything about each other. And that's how these these weird brotherhoods work. Same with Freemasonry and stuff like that. Now, it's only at certain levels where they do this weird shit. But it's true. Now, take into consideration as well the fact that both John Kerry and George Bush were both in Skull and Bones. And they were the two people who we had to choose from for the presidential election in 2004. Like, dude, how fucking naive do they think we are? Well, apparently we are, because nobody, you know, we still let it happen. Even though they were part of the same secret organization, the same, like, demonic organization, literally called Skull and Bones. And these are the two people out of 350 million people in this country. These are the two people that we have to choose from. I mean, how ridiculous is that? And then think of right now. We have Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Do you really think these are the two most capable people of leading this country to greatness and and everything that we can be? Nah, man. It's all a fucking show. Just like how right after Osama blew up the towers, we got Obama as president. Ah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny that people still believe this shit. But, you know, uh, the, the pedophilia thing is totally true. Ted Gunderson, a retired FBI agent, came out and gave a bunch of talks about this before it was cool, before it became mainstream news, before any of the Epstein shit or anything. He was talking about something known as satanic ritual abuse, where people would get together and do these satanic rituals and kill children, sacrifice them, drink their blood, and do a bunch of weird fucking shit. And he put in a lot of work to save people who who were victims of that and and bring other people to justice as well. So Ted Gunderson, OG, doing good work out there, rest in peace. And satanic ritual abuse is definitely a factual thing. In fact, there's FBI documents that I will attach to this that talk about that, that I came across last night. And it's actually through the, let's see, yeah, through the FBI, National Center for the Analysis of Violent Crime, it's from January 1992, and it's called The Investigator's Guide to Allegations of Ritual Child Abuse. And they talk about 
for what they do to these kids and shit and and the different types of satanic ritual abuse that they encountered and what types of situations it was prevalent in. For example, there was like daycares that parents would drop their kids off and then they would be taken from the daycare by the people working there to like some other place where they would do some weird ass fucking shit. Shit I'm not even going to mention here. It's disgusting and it's it's atrocious and these people deserved the worst fucking things to happen to them ever burn in the deepest fucking levels of hell but there really are people who are doing that people in our government in the military prominent members of the community they're doing some weird fucking shit and they've caught them doing this and uh there were stories of it happening at military daycares uh stories of other daycares too where there was actually like underground tunnels that lead to these weird cellars and shit where they would do these fucked up things to these kids and um uh, all kinds of fucking crazy shit. So this isn't anything new. Uh, Satanism is probably more prominent today than it ever has been in the history of ever. There's people doing some fucked up shit. And I wouldn't even rule out the possibility of demonic possession. I think that could be a real thing too. There's a guy, uh, Father Malachi Martin, who was a big guy in the, the Catholic Church. He went to Jesuit school, very knowledgeable on the Bible and Catholicism. And he was responsible for kind of the resurgence of exorcism and and really bringing it into the public knowledge, like the public consciousness that this is something that's actually happening. Motherfuckers are like possessed by demons doing some weird ass shit. And he wrote a book about that called Hostage of the Devil. And it's it's pretty it's pretty insane, honestly. This guy on some weird shit. Now, in addition to that, we have other fun things happening in the world, such as the chemtrails that they're spraying day after day after day. They're controlling the weather. They create droughts. They can create storms, control hurricanes, spark tornadoes, fucking earthquakes, volcanic eruptions. They have all of this technology. It's not even new. It's quite old. I'd say it goes back half a century, maybe even almost 100 years now in its primitive stages. Uh... They've been doing this for a long time. There's declassified actual military documents where they admit to this, having this type of technology to making it rain in Vietnam on the Ho Chi Minh Trail and causing it to flood to make it more difficult for the Viet Cong to move their weapons and shit. They actually did this. They made it rain at Woodstock, too. And they, they're still doing this today. Uh, they can create dry lightning, create these fucking... Fires that we're having right now, if I look out the window of my room here, it's hella smoky because California's on fire, Arizona's on fire, Colorado's on fire, Nevada's on fire. They're burning us alive, man, and they have the technology to do it, whether or not they're doing it with their weather modification shit, creating lightning, or just creating the conditions to where wildfire is bound to happen because everything's so dry. Manipulating the jet stream and moving it so it doesn't rain in certain places. Uh, or just using the good old-fashioned directed energy weapon to just zap entire neighborhoods like they did in Paradise, California. Now, if all of this can be taking place pretty much on a daily basis, at least seasonal, you know, it's more of a summer thing here in America. In Australia, it would happen in our winter, but their summer. But they do the same shit there. Uh, in Europe, I think they do it as well because pretty much all nations have this technology now. And there is such a thing as disaster capitalism where you can make a lot of money off of destruction. 
That's just a fact. That shit exists, man. Now, they'll never admit to them doing it and be like, yeah, we burned down paradise because we're fucking assholes. Like, no, they're never going to admit to that. They'll blame it on Pacific Gas and Electric, which is, you know, it's all part of the same cabal when you get down to it. It's a Rothschild company, actually, PG&E is. But they're doing it, man. I don't know. It's it's. What are we waiting for here? Are we waiting for somebody to come out and, and like, whistleblow this shit? Are we waiting for Edward Snowden? I wouldn't trust that guy either because that guy actually came out and said that chemtrails aren't real. He's like, there's no such thing as aliens or chemtrails. And just for him to lump those th- two things together was kind of kind of douchey and, and makes you question his authenticity without a doubt. And just the fact that he got a bazillion dollar book deal and is actually world famous for being a whistleblower and is actually living quite well as a result of that. Makes you raise an eyebrow. On the other hand, you have Julian Assange, which I consider to be more legit and, you know, definitely a martyr and, you know, doing things that are important, exposing this information that they didn't want us to know about. But yeah, the technological aspect of this control system is something that can't be ignored. You do have the nanotechnology that is being unleashed on us. They could spray it in the chemtrails, they could put it in the GMO food, they could put it in the fucking water and the vaccines. That's very important to know. Why do they all want us to have this vaccine? Why do they all got us wearing the masks? The masks don't fucking do anything. At least they don't do anything helpful. It's pretty much a, like a non-issue. I mean, it's like they're not going to kill you, but they're not going to help you. There's no reason we have to be wearing them. It's a test of compliance. It's to get us to take the vaccine. And why do they want us to have the vaccine so bad? I mean, just, just think about that. Why the fuck do they care? This is something, these are questions you should be asking. Why does Bill Gates want me to take his vaccine? Why the fuck does he care? Do you really think he's just that concerned and he's that benevolent dude where he just wants to help everybody? I don't know, man. I'm not buying it. I read a book about that once called Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, where the whole beginning of that book, it's kids getting like a field trip tour of the place where the humans are made. And they're all made in vitro, which means in a test tube, test tube babies. And in the future that Aldous Huxley envisioned, that's how everybody would be reproduced. Uh, there was no love involved. There was no family, none of that shit. Just kids born in a test tube and already predestined to whatever position that they had in society. There was different classes of people, alpha, beta, delta, And they all had corresponding inoculations that they got. So an alpha would be somebody who was higher up. He was supposed to be smart, intelligent, get a good education, and have a lot of brain power. So they didn't really fuck with that guy. They might have gave him, you know, extra vitamins, extra chemicals and shit that would help them develop properly and have a good brain. Now the deltas, which would be at the very bottom, they they really fucked with. They put like alcohol... And stuff into their bloodstream at a very young age when they were babies, even still in vitro, still in the womb or the synthetic womb. And they basically made them retarded. They retarded the kid from a fucking young age through what would be the equivalent of a vaccine. Essentially, it's the same thing as vaccination. you're You're injecting a foreign material into the bloodstream of the kid for whatever reason. Um, but the, the narrative they sell us with the vaccines is that it's for our own good. It's supposed to help you. It's supposed to prevent you from getting sick. But oftentimes we see that it's the opposite thing that happens. 
And with the increase in vaccination, we've seen an increase in autism and all kinds of other fucked up shit. But you're not allowed to talk about that or you're just an anti-vaxxer. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're, you're a lunatic. Just because you notice the correlation between these things, because you notice something that's a fact. Do you realize how demeaning that is and how insulting that shit is? Ah, it's it's just it's a crazy world that we live in right now, man. I, I don't get it. And you could have, you know, qualified doctors coming out and talking about how these things are ineffective, um, how they can be dangerous, and how they've seen it firsthand, and how they're being manipulated by the drug companies to push these things on their customers, on their patients, actually. And none of that matters. In fact, you'll be deplatformed for that. You'll could possibly lose your medical license. And, you know, definitely have your shit taken off of YouTube and, you know, you're just ostracized from the medical community because you won't go along with the agenda. And that's a scary thing, man, that they're, they're doing this shit with the masks. When you know the masks are ineffective, when Anthony Fauci came out at the beginning of all this and said that we shouldn't be wearing a mask, we should be saving them for the healthcare providers. And besides that, the masks don't really do anything anyways. Uh, but now they're mandatory, and everybody has to wear a mask. So these inconsistencies are something that should be like a telling sign to you that something's happening, right? There's there's some bullshit going on. There's some real fuckery happening here. Why are they fucking with us? And why don't we care? Why is everyone acquiescing to it? Why are we going along with it? At what point will people start to resist and and stand up for themselves and stand up for their rights? I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Because simultaneously, what's happening along with this is they're creating division amongst us between the blacks and the whites. You know, between any anybody who doesn't support the Black Lives Matter movement, which is funded by... Companies like Coca-Cola, Disney, literally like the Illuminati fucking motherfuckers, you know? And, uh, you know, they're the ones, you know, footing the bill for this type of shit. People like fucking, uh, who's the classic guy? George Soros and shit like that. And they've done it in a clever way because they just use a slogan, which is true. Black Lives Matter, of course they do. And then on the flip side, you say all lives matter, but then you're a racist if you say that. So it's, it's, it's interesting how they've, it's definitely like some behavioral psychology, like they thought about this shit pretty fucking thoroughly to make it as effective as it is. So they're using that and then, so people keep getting killed and shit by the cops, right? And for some reason, this tends to take place during an election year, the same shit with the Ferguson stuff that happened in 2016 in an election year. Um, so they, they get everyone all riled up in an election year. And it's just further fragmenting society. It's making us not like each other. It's it's making us like fucking just hate each other, dude, and, and be so suspicious of each other and like a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger and a lot of hatred and it's being pointed in the wrong direction at each other. Because they're trying to fragment us. It's order out of chaos. That's an old saying of like Freemasonry and shit. Order ab chaos. And uh, fuck, it, that, it might even say that shit on the fucking dollar bill or something. I forget where that's from. Anyways, it's the divide and conquer t- strategy. 
that is being used against us. And it's incredibly disappointing because we should be really mad at our local representatives, our fucking governors, our state senators, the fucking president, the Congress, all these motherfuckers, the CDC, Bill Gates. There's so many people to be mad at, but we're going to channel that anger against each other when we're all getting fucked. And we're going to make it all about race, all about these things that are only skin deep, about appearances, because that's all that we see anymore is just appearances. There's Nothing goes deeper than that. It's all about materialistic fucking carnal desires. It's all about appearances. And that that's all people notice. Because we're not, we have no connection to anything deeper than that. People aren't philosophical. People aren't fucking spiritual. They're just material. They're low. You know, it's like we're very low. How often do you even hear people talking about things that they like in, a, in as opposed to things they dislike? It seems like the more popular topic of discussion would be what people hate rather than what people love. And it's a lot easier to hate than it is to love. And that's why I think it's a higher path and it's something that we need to pursue. And I'm guilty of it as well just because there's so much fucked up shit that's going on. You have to expose it in order to make the world a better place. You can't just ignore it. You know, if you if you just keep ignoring the the garbage in your house, pretty soon your house is going to be filled up with trash. It's going to smell like shit. It's going to fucking suck. You got to take the trash out every once in a while. And acknowledging its existence is the first step towards doing that. Now, on the flip side of that, you got to acknowledge that there's good stuff in the world too. But then again, reverting back to Aldous Huxley's book, Brave New World, the way that they were able to control society so effectively was through a combination of drugs and entertainment. And look around you today. What do you see? You see a combination of drugs and entertainment. And it's all cheap, readily available, and fucking everywhere. And everyone's into it. And that's all it takes to appease the masses. Another form of bread and circuses. That goes back to Roman times. And, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. These old methodologies, these old methods of control still work today. And they've worked ever since the times of Plato. He wrote about them in his book, The Republic, and explained how to do all this shit. Because there's been many, many control systems that have existed throughout history and they've all been kind of similar but what we have today is literally a global control system which has been what they all wanted right it's like the ultimate goal it's pretty much the the concept of every comic book every superhero movie all that shit so we're living in it now and and we're seeing it come to fruition and you know motherfuckers are jizzing in their pants over this shit. Just stoked on it. Like, dude, we finally did it. Sick. <laughs> As they're eating caviar and smoking cigars. I don't know what they do. Eating, drinking adrenochrome. Ah, but regardless of that, in conclusion, seems to be a spiritual war, in my opinion, whether or not you believe in that kind of shit. Definitely seems like there's some good versus evil type stuff going on, and you got to choose a side. You're going to be on good side or evil side. 
I think a lot of people are on the evil side. It's like kind of cool to be on the evil side now. It's trendy. It's hip. But it's kind of douchey, in my opinion. How are you going to be an evil person? Fuck you, you know? Now, there is things you got to look on the bright side, still be able to get through the day, be good to your neighbors, be good to your family, your loved ones, and try to appreciate them and realize that, you know, there is something greater that's happening here that hopefully it all works out in the end. I don't know. But it's nothing's going to get better if nobody does anything. I know that. So... I wish I had a better explanation, a better way to end this shit, but I don't. I kind of just rambled for an hour here, and and uh, now I'm done. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you. You can donate to me if you want, homagethelionkiller.com, if you want to keep hearing this kind of shit, because you know, I just do it out of the kindness of my heart for whoever wants to listen. And, uh, oh yeah, new music video dropping tomorrow. If you want to check that shit out on my YouTube channel, Homage TV. Although my YouTube channel is being fucked with pretty hard right now. I don't even know how long much longer it'll res- it'll exist. Usually I'll get like a, a couple comments a day, a few comments a day. I haven't gotten one for weeks. Um, so my shit's being censored. And fucking what else is new, man? It's because I talk about this kind of shit. So... It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I'm not going to stop doing what I do. I have moved all my stuff to BitChute as well because I think there's, you know, it's it's more of an open platform there. It's not as popular as YouTube, but whatever. It's something. I don't even think anybody's watched my videos on um, BitChute, but they're there for anybody who wants them. Um, regardless, I'll keep uploading to YouTube just because it's a popular platform. It's where most people go to consume that type of entertainment or whatever. So I'll keep doing that, and we'll see how long it lasts for. Um, but yeah, hope y'all have a good day, and I'll try to do these talks more periodically and also get some more good guests on, because we did have Ryan Christian and the homie from Laws of Reality on as well, which I really enjoyed talking to those guys, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it as well. So thanks a lot. Till next time, peace out. The Lion Killer Yeah Check it it's dark as a hold in my heart and my soul Harness a pole from a godless abode Lost in a zone that be constantly prone To the wrongs and the don'ts, no mars with stone Fought with the foes, putting pawns on the throats Old lies that we load, that we gone and dispose Bonds from the drones and harm to the homes Regardless of those wars, broaden and grow Raw with the yo, the phenomenal flow Ain't novice a pro, I'm a god of my own Thoughts in the cold, got a frostbitten skull Hit bars on my dough, but I lost all dough Crossing the road, doing shots of patrol And lots of this blow with broads that we know A squad of these hoes, to me constantly go once I want to be alone, toss in the clothes Damn, life ain't nice If I had another chance, I'd think twice I'm like, damn, life ain't nice If I had another chance, I'd think twice I said, damn, life ain't nice If I had another chance, I'd think twice But I ain't that bad when I rhyme on the mic Since I got fans, I'ma rhyme all night Your girl belts around, she a ping pong bitch Guys hit it and dip like a ding dong ditch I squint in the slit on some ching chong shit I was hitting the spliff, taking mean bong risks But regardless of that, I'm caught in the rap Smile with the evil jizz claws on my back Pause and reflect, cause and effect Made this, aim to be famous Eight digit payments Pain is a burden we gain and learn from Lost first love and I hated the earthworms Make nice off and I'm painting the worst stuff Imagine what it's like to be making these words up Yo, 
come weird, bro, but I'm cool though. Soon gon' grow to the new road. Who know? No comprendo, smoke some endo. Starts out cool, but I hate the endo. Damn, life ain't nice. If I had another chance, I'd think twice. I'm like, damn, life ain't nice. If I had another chance, I'd think twice. I said, damn, life ain't nice. If I had another chance, I'd think twice. But I ain't that bad when I rhyme on the mic. Since I got fans, I'ma rhyme all night. Okay.